0: The Soul and Success Podcast is a show for women in marketing that explores how to unlock a profitable, aligned, and easy-to-manage business that propels your executive brand and gives you the freedom and kind of lifestyle you've always envisioned for you and your loved ones. Join Emily Roman, a fractional marketing leader in the tech startup community who has generated over $85 million in revenue for her clients, and learn from the best in the game. Hey there! Welcome back to the Soul and Success podcast. My name is Emily Roman, and in today's episode, I'm going to talk about um, accountability and what happens when you are the one in the wrong. What happens when you actually drop the ball? Like, how do you get back up from that? Right? Um, and this these are these are hard conversations to have uh, with yourself. Uh, And let alone to admit sometimes and because we all want to do good, right? We all, I think that inherently the general population of the world are good people. When you become a business owner, you have the option of running business in, you know, in a mediocre way and then you have the option to run a business that is highly ethical that, um, that, you know, that is structured in a way that focuses on the client first, but also, um, relies heavily on your values and your beliefs and your morals. And sometimes, man, like I, I, I experience this a lot in the hiring side of things. So this is coming from, my experience as a hiring manager in a marketing team um you you know you go through the hiring process for example and you think that this is a really good person to to you know join the team and you understand too because you know you're typically hiring long term right so like it's a person that basically relies on this paycheck as their sole income for their family for themselves etc 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 so you know that there is on the back of your mind there is a sense of like this person literally relies on the paycheck that we are writing for them every single week or bi-weekly or whatever and you genuinely like ultimately at the end of the day you want them to win right like you want them to win you want them to grow you want them to really become an essential part of the team. When you hire someone, that is your expectation. You want ideally the best for that person and the best for the team, right? Uh, uh, There's an expectation of this person growing as they go through the role and as they, you know, get acquainted with the role. And there's also the very obvious expectation that results are going to be delivered. And sometimes the results are not delivered, even if on paper that person is like a hundred percent checking off all of the marks, and that person has a great personality, and that person is, you know, just a, a ball to to be around when it's not work, right? And then all of a sudden, thirty to forty, you know, thirty to sixty days later. You know things are not moving in the team the way that you expect them to, and then so what do you do when you've hired someone that is not meeting the expectations that have been set in in in, in motion, right? Or are you even setting the expectations the correct way? Um, I've I've come to realize I've had to learn how to do that, like set clear expectations, clear communication. Um set up the correct boundaries like really that was a hard lesson and one of the bigger lessons that I've had to learn in the last couple of years um both from hiring you know for in-house teams but also when I had my marketing agency back you know back in back how long ago Oof, like four or five years ago I can't believe it's been that long to be honest with you, I cannot believe it's been that long. Um, you know, these are like kind of like the bigger lessons. The hiring part of it is just really it's really a challenging thing, uh, and I think it's because it's it has to do with people, right? So part of your part of your responsibility, or not even responsibility, part of that skill set that you need to have as a CEO business owner. And also, as a marketing leader, is the ability to manage people and hiring properly, and again, setting those expectations and um, really outlining what you're looking for in a person and what is the payoff. I always talk about the payoff, and you guys are gonna hear me say payoff a lot as kind of as we grow this podcast and we start sharing more content. But like the payoff is like the end result. So when you think about hiring, it's what is this person's like, you know, big goal like that they need to hit? Like in order for this position to be successful inside this marketing team, we need to have a solid content marketing strategy outline for the next quarter with that connects with the sales um, and, you know, business development uh, plans, right? So you know, things like that, that we have to like really be solid with that. We have to be very concrete in terms of what it is that we're looking for, what are we expecting? What does success look like in that particular position? And if you do all of those things right, um, and you obviously check off all of the marks in terms of the technical skill sets, like does this person understand how to manage content marketing systems? Does this person know how to you know, create uh, SEO optimized content strategies? Does this person understand product marketing and how to translate product marketing into, you know, an entire content marketing strategy, top of funnel type of situation, right? Like all of these things, like we need to, these are the technical skill sets. So you have technical skill sets, then you also have the, the having a solid goal for hiring and what does that what does success look like inside that particular position. But even then (laughs) even if you have those two things already lined up, there is still a possibility that who you hire is not going to actually meet the expectations in the long run. And so what happens when you get to that point, right? What happens when you actually are faced with a situation where, you know, that person is just not cutting it. And for me, again, this has been people, the, the skill of people, of managing people, building systems around them, uh, understanding what resources and, and tools and things that are going to support them, um, understanding the emotional toll that it takes, the psychological toll it takes, balancing out professional relationships versus personal relationships within a corporate dynamic I mean, that is, I think, one of the biggest challenges that I've had um, as I've grown into becoming a fractional marketing leader in the tech startup world, um, because it's just, you know, playing it's it's playing that dance with people. It's really it's really an intricate dance. Right. It's, it's, It's you have to be very, very empathetic. You have to be very strategic and you have to be very intentional. And even if you really like that person, there are times that you're just gonna have to let them go. Um, From a business owner perspective, it's very similar too, because, uh, but there's a lot more at stake too, because. It's not like you have unlimited resources, right? I mean, granted, no company has unlimited resources, but you know, there is a, a a bigger room to make mistakes, a bigger room to like really experiment and try things out, try people out, see if they they can go through a ninety day probation, and then like say, oh, this person didn't pan out the way that we thought. Uh, but as as a business owner on on your end, it's you know, it's it's a little bit more tricky because you don't have the kind of resources that other companies or corporations would have to be able to have that 90 day probation. You might think if I hire this particular person, it's gonna allow me to actually grow my business exponentially, right? The interesting thing is, is that that kind of thought also is translatable at the corporate side, but more for like the, the leadership uh, role. Like if I hire a uh, v- v- VP of sales, it's it, I'm ex- I'm expecting that by hiring this VP of sales, my revenue is going to grow. Uh, rev op positions, marketing positions that are leadership positions, like all these 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 roles at the leadership position, are required and are expected to impact the the bottom line in a positive manner. And but not the underlings, right? So like, if you're a VP of marketing, you have on your shoulders the responsibility of the bottom line of the revenue stuff, like lead generation, making sure that sales are is having tons of leads and all this other stuff. And growth, right? Overall company growth. But like a CEO won't come to like the content marketing manager or the social media manager and say, Hey, how come we're not hitting our revenue goals this quarter? Right? Um, So they do have that level of expectation, but for leadership versus on the other side of the business side, like as a business owner, you might think a social media manager is actually going to grow your revenue. (laughs) You might think that a content marketer, a content creator is going to grow your business by six figures, seven figures. I've had clients on the personal branding side when I used to work with personal brands really put all of their eggs on one basket that one particular marketing strategy and truly believe that by just placing all of their eggs on that one basket they were going to actually like you know hit seven eight figure years right and that is such a flawed expectation and so what happens and regardless like so th- these are different thoughts right so I'm kind of I'm kind of going um I'm jumping around for a reason because I want you to understand the mindset of hiring and the mindset of actually managing people underneath you, both from an enterprise level, but also as a business owner. So as a business owner, you also have this, uh, this dynamic too, where you might be bartering, for example, right? Or you might actually um, bring someone as an intern, Did you know that (laughs) at a certain level, having an intern or actually having a mentee or an apprentice under you can become a costly situation, even though you might not be paying them, it becomes a costly thing because you are actually spending time chasing after them, making sure that they're doing the right thing, teaching them uh, lessons, like, Giving them pointers, like actually spending time with them, and you also like this is something that has been happening to me recently, where you know I've I've had um, a couple of interns that are just not there yet in terms of mindset. They're not hungry enough, and when 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 you're not hungry enough in the team. And I have to consistently chase after you. And I have to like mentor you. And I have to kind of like reel you back into the act, like put you back in line. You know what I'm saying? That actually is a costly activity for me, because I could be spending that time and energy and resource to do other more, more important things, more uh, needle moving things in my business. Now, as a marketing leader in the, at the enterprise level, at, at the corporate level, you're paid to actually spend time in that area, right? You're paid to be a mentor, you're paid to coach people, you're paid to teach, you're paid to develop people, both in skill set and in personality, you're supposed to really get in there, right? So, one of the things that i typically hear a lot on this other side of the spectrum is is like you know hire fast but fire even faster from a business owner standpoint if you are making less than seven figures a year i would say that, that that is a good that's good advice okay because you don't have the resources to be wasting time in, into some, somebody that is just not cut out for what you're looking for um but on the other side of the spectrum, if you are looking into hiring your first couple in-house team members in the tech startup world or in your enterprise, in your actual team, you, you're expected to to give them chances. You're expected to, to be graceful. You're expected to uh, be a good leader, right? Just be a good leader and give people chances because you know that you, you've you also probably messed up in the past and you, you want to make sure that just as people have given you grace, you are able to extend grace to other people as well. Uh, so it's just really interesting to see those dynamics play uh, in both areas, right? Like as a business owner right now, Again, like I said, I'm experiencing some of that with the interns that we've hired. I've actually started working with uh, my team to build out an internship program where uh, we are able to do some some heavy lifting in terms of the company, um, and I actually got this from one of um, this idea from one of my clients. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization, and the CEO has gotten to multiple million dollars a year um, by building um, a volunteer slash internship program. Um, one of the most challenging things about free labor, so to speak, right, is the the concern of not having highly qualified people, fulfilling the things that you're the roles that you're you're needing right and i think he's done a really great job at creating a process where the pe the people that he's bringing in whether they're involved at you know volunteer status or internship status they're very smart cookies like extremely smart people um and they're able to and they have the initiative and they have the fire to to you know take something and make their own processes and um you know study do research and um you know showing up on time for the for the meetings, even though there is no actual schedule let, like said, and they're not really getting paid for it and so I've been taking notes on you know what a good leader actually does because I have experienced a lot of times that like, and I've, and I've even been on the, on the side of, <laughs> of being the actual team member where like, it like you know, there's this, again, this self-entitlement feeling of like, oh, well, you don't pay me enough for me to be a full-time employee. You don't pay me enough for me to show up on time. You don't pay me enough to have daily meetings every single day and show up a certain way. Um, but this client, the the CEO of this company, has so many has such a good leadership skill and the ability to inspire people and bring them into a common goal um, and have them actually work passionately to achieve that common goal without getting paid and it sounds messed up and I, I don't know if I'm somebody's gonna come here and be like oh Emily you gotta pay people and all that stuff I, I pay my people okay um but it's really interesting to like really tap into that psychology. And I've been, you know, again, taking notes on that. Uh, because I think that there's something to be said about a leader who is able to bring everyone, uh, like align everyone to that common goal, whether you're paid or not, and being and, and making them passionate enough and inspired enough to actually take action at the highest level, right? Because one thing is showing up for a meeting, listening in and, uh, you know, with your cup of coffee, not even showered. And another thing is, you know, again, everybody video camera on, you better be dressed, you better have a nice background, you be re- you better be ready to work, to actually do things to to execute. Um and you, be- you you should look forward to whatever it is that you're doing. And um I don't know, and now as I'm thinking about this, I don't know if it's because This is a nonprofit organization and the the processes and the things that they do, like the product that they they have impact impacts people's lives tremendously. So maybe there is a correlation there in terms of like the value of the product or the or how bad or how big the impact is of that product um, and then being able to turn that impact around and then position it for the internally, right? So when I think about this also, it's almost like internal branding, uh, like excellent internal branding where... People are so passionate about what they do, about what the organization does, that it doesn't even matter if they get paid or not. They're going to be showing up. They're going to show up. They're going to do the thing and they're not going to make any excuses. Um, So, you know, all of this to say is that there's 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 something there for the leader who wants to like really have total buy in from the team. Um, and just executing properly uh, that buy-in, so that it doesn't feel toxic. Obviously, um, so that people do get like compensated fairly. But there's is be it goes beyond that because even people that get compensated fairly, there is always that chance that they're gonna fall off. And so like building consistency in the team, building uh, self accountability. Um, I've I've. I've heard about this before, but I think the latest person that I've heard it from is um, Alex Hormozzi. And it's about, and I was actually watching his older videos about sales, sales teams. Because to me, sales teams are like one of the most interesting teams in an organization. uh, Because most of them are going to be commission-based. So they're not even really getting paid. And yet they're the most savage people in the organization, like pure hunters. And I'm like, how how is it that you can build a team that is commission based, (laughs) that shows up every morning, that does the huddles every morning, that show up, that do their thing, that meet their quotas, and are actually so passionate and competitive about it, that they're always trying to one up each other, right? Because I feel like that is such an excellent, like, it's excellent team morale. And um, Alex was talking about how, you know, inside within the team there are certain people that like they're like the alpha ones right where you know they're they're high performers they do their thing they're getting paid and all that stuff but but it almost kind of like becomes an a team effort like if there's one that's falling off the 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 alphas come back and pick him up and say hey like for example if they don't show up for a team meeting right I don't, me as a salesperson, a sales leader, I'm not going to chase after that person that they didn't come up with it for the team meeting. I'm going to be the, the actual team members are going to call him up and be like, yo, where are you at, dude? Like what happened? We're in the team right now. We're in the meeting right now and you're not showing up. What's up? Like if you don't show up, we're all going to go down. And so it's like that, that team quota, Individual quotas to meet and all that stuff. Like I mean, I think it's just such an interesting, an interesting dynamic. And part of it is really the ability to to have individual expectations and then team wide expectations, and uh, having repercussions of if you don't meet certain quotas. This is consequences are going to happen at the individual level, but also at the team level. Um, And how do you translate that into marketing and other departments? I think that that's something that I'm really interested um, in understanding and exploring. And I'm actually working on that right now because, and just to wrap it all up in a beautiful bow, um, uh, we are actually about to start going really, we're ramping up in the sales process for Emily Roman & Co because... um, We are going to be launching two additional programs on top of the Enterprise Offers Program, and uh, this is to meet people where they're at in business. We have 13 months' worth of data and insights that has allowed us to truly understand where women in marketing are and in their different kind of, like, thresholds. And because of this product diversity, I think we're getting ready to really ramp up, and we're looking for an appointment setter and a closer and uh, someone that is like people that are really hungry because there is such a high possibility that we are going to generate around $100,000 a month in this arm of the business. And I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to actually share that journey with you guys as we move forward in optimizing this second arm of the business because... As you guys know, I am actually a fractional marketing leader for tech startups by day. And so by day, I'm working as a marketing director for an app right now uh, that I really like. I love the, I love that team there. And by night, I'm working on building a community understanding, you know, developing product, building a team that I, I don't have in my, my other side, right? Because all of, I've, all I've been preaching about for the last five years is that you don't need to have a small, a, a big team and tons of clients to generate half a million dollars. And now that I am at a certain stage in terms of I- uh, income and that we have generated, um, we have broken even in the personal brand side, we are ready to then now maximize profits. And in fact, we have an entire five-year plan or roadmap planned out uh, already. And I'm excited to show that to the community. This is probably not something that we'll be discussing in the podcast anytime soon. But we are looking to engage with the community and uh, have conversations about the next five years of what this actually is going to look like. Um, I'm thinking of inviting a select um, few uh, for a very special uh, two-hour event online virtual event where we go through the next five years of a company that is like about to just blossom into something really cool which which includes part of this blossoming is actually obviously the podcast right so um, just lots of things that I'm, I'm exploring right now and on mindset shifts also team dynamics um, how to motivate uh, team members that are gonna be basically solely working off of commission, for example, um, these aren't. This is next level thought leadership content, and just as we start learning how to do these things ourselves, I'm gonna be sharing them with you. Uh, but this is for me to, for you to engage with this episode today. I want you to think about if you're a marketing. Leader, and you are considering uh, looking into hire your first in-house team. For example, uh, consider the mindset that you have to bring to the table. Uh, understand that there has to be some very solid goals for that particular role that you're hiring for. Uh, make sure that there is a robust technical checklist. So that you can kind of check off to make sure that that person knows what exactly what they're doing and they're not talking their ish. <laughs> and then the third thing is, is that I would I would look into books and resources that help you become a leader that is able to influence a hundred percent buy in from your team and also the organization, right? Because buy in is really important, you know. Top down, where you're kind of maybe maybe you're presenting a new strategy to the CEO and you have to have buy in from the CEO, but just as you have to have buy in from the C level, you also have to have buy in internally in your marketing team and um, understanding how do you how you do that and how do you how to have conversations individually and also team-wide is, is such an important skill set to have as a marketing leader and as someone that is actually developing themselves to position themselves to be an asset at that level for organizations. I hope this was valuable and I'll see you on the next episode.